manic, pertaining to or affected by excessive excitement or enthusiasm craze. This is Manic Mindset. It's time for another Manic episode with Haley and Lynn. Join us each week as we dive down the rabbit hole of navigating life while being hyper-focused on success. Our Manic moments are where some of our best ideas come from. We not only embrace the chaos, we thrive in it. Hey guys! So we are literally just coming back off of our Vegas trip. Whew. That was a lot. I'm still sweating chocolate martinis on my pores. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's such a good trip. Um, but today we wanted to talk a little bit about identifying your weakness and really kind of diving into that. I know that I have a lot. My weakness is my brain. Like it literally is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> the overdrive that I go into mm-hmm. is crazy for me. You guys are going to need some self-awareness. Put on your self-awareness cap for this episode because if you don't have it, that's your weakness. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So today, one of the things that I want to talk about is obviously my weakness is my brain. I'm an overthinker. Mm-hmm. I overthink every single thing that I do to a point where I know that I'm driving those people around me nuts. Days. You'll go in like day benders about one thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have to tweak everything and it has to be just so. Um, mm-hmm. That is literally my weakness. I don't know how to just take something, run with it, and then okay, I'm great with it. It was great. It has to be so perfect for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to get better with that. And one of the things that I've done since I've been in the role that I'm in, um, I used to have to be like this ultimate planner vacation, mm-hmm. right? Everything had to be planned out. Everything had to be packed like a week and two weeks in advance. Where we were going, what time we were leaving, like just like a total planner. Yeah. Now I'm like, Jesus, take the wheel. (laughs) I just show up. I'm just like totally. One thing I love is traveling with you and your husband Mm because your husband literally does everything for us. I don't have to think about anything. I'm just take me somewhere warm. Glorious. Take me to a beach. (laughs) And I don't care. I don't have to do anything. Eric literally just takes care of it for me. And I love that. I don't have to worry about it. He knows. Don't put me nowhere cold. Mm Mm-hmm. And it, a book in a hand and by a beach, and he does great for you yeah. every time. I don't have to worry it's about awesome. it. It's awesome. I can just play on my phone. I don't have to be like hyper aware if we're on the subway or, you know, we're in line at the airport. I can just kind of do what I need to do and walk blissfully and feel safe. And usually he gets me Starbucks on the way. So bonus points. Uh, did you see someone commented? Uh, I think it was Sarah. She was like, Lynn, I've never seen you without a Starbucks I cup know. in your hand in my life. Every video. And I'm like, it's true. It's, it's tracking true. for sure. <laughs> it's become a personality trait at this point. I, I think so. spent years fighting the fact that I would never be a basic bitch. And if I'm not a basic ass bitch, God. <laughs> like so basic. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's funny that you're like, I just have to, um, you know, I can just be on my phone and walk wherever I'm at. I, I can... I totally mm-hmm. understand that. Dylan will turn me <laughs> so I don't hit people yeah. while I'm walking through. Mm-hmm. He has like three bags. My head's in my phone. Yeah. And he will like just nudge me and like pull my shirt a little bit so I don't like hit people and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, he used to be like, watch where you're going. And now he's just like directing just me through traffic. It. It's just easier for everybody if you just, boops, get me out of the way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny, but it's because of the life that we live. We mm-hmm. live a very busy life. We love it. We yeah. love what we do. We're totally invested in it. 
it is our life. Mm -hmm. It's what we thrive on. It's what makes us happy. So those people around us have adjusted to that lifestyle and have helped us thrive in that lifestyle. You know, there's a give and take on those things, you know. And a really good part of marriage and a partnership, and especially when the four of us travel together, Mm -hmm. is playing your part. Yeah. Play your part. And and we know, and we do our parts, we do our things, but they also have to play their part or they know it's going to be crash and burn for everybody. Like, I'm going to need this 10 minutes before we head to the pool, answer these emails. Mm-hmm. And this is why the first trip, Eric's like, I'm not bringing my work computer. I'm like, okay. And he just looked at me and I was like, nope, nope, I don't agree with you. Sorry, can't do it. Can't do it. Come out. <laughs> can't do it. I have a whole panic attack. Like, it yes. makes me feel better to take 20 minutes and catch up on my email. That auto reply still on. But I'm going to check because otherwise I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. The anxiety of what I come back to. I took some calls while we were in Vegas. And, you know, I was very – I think that these podcasts are helping me because I would before would drop everything mm-hmm. and just go answer the phone. I mean, our last trip in Vegas before this, I was at the pool mm-hmm. with my computer yeah, hiding under an umbrella, writing a contract – and ever, the whole like ever, the whole vacation is just going on around me, yeah. and I'm not even in that. And it was funny because a girl that was sitting next to me, she was like, "Are are you working right now?" I'm like, "I am." She was like, "What do you do?" And I told her I was in real estate, and she was like, "Girl, that used to be me five years ago. Mm-hmm. I would do that." And you know, she had she obviously set some boundaries and stuff, but this time around, I was very good about. I'm not available right this second, mm-hmm. but I can schedule out these times. So I was able to schedule out some times and I would tell Dylan like, Hey, I have these two calls that I need to get on. Um, I scheduled these out. He would take the kids, mm-hmm. you know, they're okay, cool. Well, we're going to go to the pool for an hour. We'll see you guys down there. So we're really able to be very intentional with, I wasn't going to shut it off, but I scheduled it out. And you know, people appreciate that. Cause I'm not, not answering you for five days. I'm letting you know, Hey, there's a time difference. I'm in a really loud casino or bar or club or whatever it may be. I'm going to get to you as soon as possible, but I am getting to you. Mm-hmm. And they also have to have some kind of boundary of like, I'm in Vegas. There's a time difference. I'm in a bar or a club or a pool or whatever it may be. Like That three-hour time difference, though? Brutal. Oh, it's brutal. <laughs> that's rough. That's a rough one. So really identifying my weaknesses has been a huge thing for me and trying to put the people around me, like as far as overthinking everything and trying to make everything so perfect. I really tried to, I think over the last year, put a, put a team around me Mm -hmm. of people who are smarter than me, stronger than me. They thrive in other aspects. Like I know that I'm great at what I do. Mm -hmm. I, no one, no one can take that from me. And I know that I, I was always like, really shy about like talking about that kind of stuff but like no one can take away the fact that I'm a hard-ass worker yeah I know that I'm a hustler and you're I'm a done grinder. proving that at this point I'm done as well. proving that but I'm not great at computers mm-hmm. I'm not great at graphs and charts and all of that I'm great at communicating with people I'm great at knowing that I can outwork anyone thank god there's an app for all the other stuff right <laughs> or Thank God there's people around me that are super, like so much smarter than me, mm-hmm. so much stronger in other areas. You know, you're very strong at social media. Mm-hmm. I'm not the strongest at that. I know how to do it. I don't want to say I'm not the strongest at it. I know how to do it. I don't like doing it mm-hmm. where you enjoy doing it. Yeah, I like it. You love it. Mm-hmm. You're like, let me just like, <laughs> can you tell them what you told my son you were going to be to him? Um, I'm going to be his Chris Jenner momager. Because I can't stand the fact that he has all this potential for success and he's just like, yeah, I haven't posted an Instagram in like six six months. Yeah. What? 
his Nana, his Nana sat at the pool next to me and was like, you should follow this young man that I follow on here and blah, blah. And she's like, she, he does this on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm like, your Nana just showed you everything you need to know about the fact that you're dropping the ball with social media. Mm-hmm. You think that these random recruiters from colleges are going to be like, oh, I wonder if there's a little boy in Somerville, South Carolina that I should be paying attention to. No, but if you make them see that they need to pay attention to you, they're coming. Right. Build it and they will come. And that's what I was talking about, like putting people around you. Like, so for Brayden, he needs to be around those people. He needs to have that team around him. Mm-hmm. Right now, that team is us. Yeah. You know, and so I've put a team of people around me that make my business better. But it's a give and take, right? Because you are really, really great at social media and stuff, but I bring something to the table for you that makes mm-hmm. your business great too. And it's nice when something, like, it comes easy for me. So it's nice, like, if I'll work with people, you know, other aspects, and they're like, oh, I worked on this Canva for, like, the last six days. I'm going to send it to you. I'm like, six days? Don't you ever spend six days on a Canva. Let me know what your ideas. I'll do it in six minutes, and we've better used our time. I, I'm a six-day kind of girl. <laughs> you sure are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a six-day kind of girl. But same goes to, like, mm-hmm. you know, a contract or where somebody is going or a neighborhood or a builder. Like, I feel very confident in that. Like, yeah. I can it's run that stuff off the It's easier for me to call you yeah. and find out than sit down and spend three hours on something that you could tell me in 30 seconds. Correct. And, and but that goes to putting those right people around you, you mm-hmm. know. If I didn't have, I was, I don't really... I wasn't really good with my fine. I don't want to say I was bad with my finances because I'm very frugal, but I didn't really ever track anything. I never really knew how much money I made. I didn't really care. You probably didn't realize how much money you made until you started sitting down and pay attention to it. Yeah. And I really didn't, I mean, I didn't care because I wasn't changing my life really too much anyways. Like I've mm-hmm. always lived below my means and, you know, we've always lived off of one income, um, really just been hyper-focused on building my business, not really like the wealth part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, I don't have wealth, so let's just clear that up right now. <laughs> yet. But, yet. yet. But um, I really never thought about like putting a team around me until mm-hmm. this last year of really like my CPA. Mm-hmm. So I use Richard Eilerberg. He is amazing. I actually found him on Debbie Neal's podcast, Level Up. My cousin Tori, who also is in the top 1% of her company, she uses him. Totally Tori podcast. Check it out. Yes, totally Tori. And you want to talk about wealth, those two women, (laughs) (laughs) they just rolling in Mm -hmm. it. Just throw it up in the air. (laughs) Throw it up, throw it up. Watch it all fall out. Okay. One of these episodes, it's going to be, it's going to be one of these episodes. We're going to do a drinking game and every time Haley sings... You need to take a shot. Don't do oh, that. You'll die. Yes. <laughs> yes. And we're going to, I really, I know we're going to have Tori on an episode. I mm-hmm. really would like to try and get her to jump on one in the next few weeks or something. Yeah. So I talked to Richard like three times in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. He just sent me all, but you know, it's almost the 18th guys. So anybody who's an entrepreneur, you know what time it is. Yes. The tax man needs his cut now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but anyways, to that point, I put him around me. He, it, he manages a lot of people with a lot of wealth. I just, I was like, he's not going to want to manage me. I don't make that kind of money. There's just mm-hmm. no way he has changed my life, my way of thinking, mm-hmm. what I do, how I move. And really to just not think about like collecting receipts and all that. Like I don't have to do all of that. Thank and, God. Cause I, I don't think I would. Yeah. I might tell myself I would, but I don't think that I would. <laughs> I mean, he just changed my life when I wanted to buy a car. I called him like, Hey, mm-hmm. I'd like to buy a car. Go ahead. You know, yeah. he'll tell me like, 
now he'll he's really big about like write-offs and you know can you lease it or does it weigh a certain amount those kind of things we talk about yeah. but um he changed my life and so to end that point of making sure you're putting people around you that are smarter than you stronger than you maybe even more ambitious than you like mm-hmm. you need to make sure that those people that you surround yourself with are helping you level up getting you to that next level and if you aren't you're in the wrong circle in the very least they have to match what you're putting out there and maybe For it's sure. not skill but passion mm-hmm. drive motivation if they're not at least on your level with wanting to achieve you might not be wanting to achieve the same things at the same pace but if they don't have a desire to succeed and be motivated I, I don't have time for it. I can't do it. No, and I, I spent a lot of time like cutting out people. And not necessarily, I don't even think I cut them out. I just don't give it any energy. I can. You got to go. <laughs> I mean, I love them, right? But I'm just kind of like, mm. Yeah. I, the, the whole like, I don't even know what you would call this. I don't know if it's like pessimistic or whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's really like, oh, I would, but this person already takes care of that area. Like the area that we live in and that we sell in. Ugh. There's some pu- big producers around here, like it is huge saturated. producers, saturated. And if <laughs> I let that dictate who I was, I would never be successful at all. No. So I mean, I just that whole mindset of I can't or I I wanted to, but this person got to it first. It's that scared you know? city bullshit. Yes, is what that is. Mm-hmm. Scarcity mindset, like that will totally tank your business. Yeah, you have to. Be able to take your weaknesses and build them and build them and build them and work at them until they become your strengths. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, like you never really were aware of kind of your financial stuff going on, what was going out, what was coming in, what you should be saving, how you should be moving. And then they made you aware. And now that's one of your strengths. You're one of the most frugal, financially responsible people I've met. She literally just lectured me before this episode about I did not need another outfit for vacation. But to belt it anyway. So. <laughs> well, I mean, I've never seen you wear an outfit twice. Mm-hmm. So I'm I like, kind of love that for me. <laughs> I, where's the hand-me-downs going? Just, just want to know. <laughs> um, I'm just going to say, we don't dress the same. But every now and then, I put you in something and you're like, oh my God, this just changed my life. Can I have this I whole outfit? I'm like, I've been trying to help you. Help me help you. I <laughs> no, uh, wait. Was it when we were on vacation? Mm-hmm. I was. I don't know what I was dressed in. What she was dressed in. I'm just like, oh gosh, I'm not matching her energy right now. <laughs> I think you. Ca- what did you call me? I can't remember. But you called me something. And I was just like, dang. I was like that surfer chick look, mm-hmm. and you were like very sexy and like sultry. And I was like, nah, we are not <laughs> matching energy right now at all. But I feel like a lot of the stuff, like first off, I'm thick, right? So a lot of things that maybe I buy and don't even think are like sexy, right? They look sexy on me because I'm thick. So you take something that's supposed to be like a straight fit and it's now this curvy bomb fit. But I also feel like it is attitude. Like I could be in, look what I'm wearing right now. First off, I look like Adam Sandler 99% of the time. (laughs) (laughs) I will still walk around like I'm a Kardashian though. (laughs) In my head, I look like that filter all day long. You can't tell me nothing. Because in my head, I was like, yeah, cute, beachy girl vibe, Mm -hmm. right? And I'm like, no, frumpy, homeless. Nope, didn't work. (laughs) Which I don't agree with at all. I just think we have very different styles. But like you, like what you're wearing right now, you look adorable. I couldn't wear that look adorable. I would look like a coastal grandma in that outfit. Like, you look awesome. <laughs> I once put on this dress, and I thought it was super cute. And I came out, and Lynn was like, 
are you getting divorced? And I was like, what? She's like, that is something that somebody wears to their divorce trial. She's like, get it off. And I was, when you want to make a point that there's no, there was no um, sexy misbehavior. <laughs> at all. Like you're not mistaken anybody for that. But when I went to, I just went to a funeral in Jersey. And it's funny because my whole family was like, you look awesome. I love your outfit. And they told me I look like a superstar all day. And I was like, thanks. It's from Haley's divorce part of her closet. <laughs> That's right. And by the way, offended. I've been married 17 years. Mm-hmm. I've never been divorced. Yeah. I don't plan on getting divorced. It's but just what she would yes. wear to like church or like a job interview or like she has an appropriate section in the closet. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she has I to come to my house for that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think that, um, again, working at your weaknesses until they become your strengths. And one thing, like I said in the beginning, is you have to be self-aware. And one thing that, ugh, I've I just had so much of and I hate it so much. I'm so fed up is that if you are an adult, especially if you're our age, if you're between 30 and 50 and you have a problem with everyone in your life, mm-hmm. how have you not realized that you're the goddamn problem? Yeah. Ask yourself, are you the common denominator? If your entire friend group, you have a beef with everybody, if every boyfriend you've ever had, you had the same problem, you're probably the problem. You're probably the problem. Be aware of what's going on around you. And if you're the common denominator, fix it, work at it. Because you can't master, if you can't master your thoughts, you're in trouble because you're your own worst enemy. Get out of your way. Get out of your head. I'm comfortable in the chaos, but I also need to be working at a pace that makes sure my life does not continue to be chaos. I like to procrastinate. I like to do things last minute. I like to feel the pressure. That is not good for you to run at that speed all the time. So no. I also need to take time to make sure, like, when we're done, I'm going to go back out and sit with my family. Like, I'm going to make sure I turn it off for a little bit. Like, you have to be present. You have to recognize those things and be aware of who you are and how you can self-sabotage yourself for sure. For sure. Definitely. And I think making sure that like for me, the perfect aspect that everything has to be perfect just so, I mean, I can't even sit down sometimes to, to start work without my house being perfect. Mm-hmm. Sweep. Can't relate. sweeping you know making sure the dishes are done making sure the laundry is folded like all these things that I have to complete before I can actually sit down Mm -hmm. it will drive a person crazy yeah and then it starts to drive the people around me crazy she's that friend where she's like oh god sorry for the mess and you're like what dad don't what mess (laughs) yeah it's like white it's clean it's bright smells good what mess have you been to my house (laughs) it's just like and I don't even care about other people's houses just like what I'm functioning in you know everything always has to be perfect I'm trying to get better at it today I've walked in my house three times Mm -hmm. because I've been so so busy since we got back like just constantly working and I walked in and I was like, nope, don't have time for it. I just completely avoided it and yeah. I went in the other room. If I don't look, it's not there. Uh, yes. <laughs> and so sometimes I have to avoid those things, but I'm aware of them and I am, I'm working on relinquishing some of that. I have mm. put things in place. I have put teams around me. I have brought in, you know, someone to help clean the house every other week. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband does know that those things make me tick. So when he is around, he tries to help. So that way he's like, you know, she's busy. Let me get this, this, and this done so mm-hmm. she doesn't feel overwhelmed when she comes home. Because he also knows that even if I have intentions of shutting off, if those things are here... You can't. I can't. Yeah. I can't do it. And I feel like, again, touching back on the being self-aware is like for a long time, I... And you know now it's fantastic. We've kind of gotten this groove of things. But for a long time, when Eric was the one out of the home and I was the one home, and he did come home, I'd be like, you have to help. You have to help. You have to help. And he'd help. And I'd be like, well, not that way. 
<laughs> do it this way. I'm bad about or that. Or like, you know, was. he was military, so he'd come home and he'd be like, oh, I'm going to put the kids to bed. Cool. I'm like, well, you didn't do this. They didn't have a bath. They didn't read a book. What do you mean to put them to bed? And he's like, well, I put them to bed. I didn't do the way you did it, but I did it. And like, then you're fighting about stuff. So I feel like being upfront about what you want, how you want it, but also being acceptable the fact of like, I don't get to dictate how you do dishes. Like, if I don't like the way you load the dishwasher, who gives a shit? You loaded it, you did the dishes, I'm going to say thank you and keep it moving. That took years. So, <laughs> I want to say, uh, like I said, we've been married 17 years. Like, probably like 10 years ago, we had a massive blowout fight. Mm-hmm. You want to know what that fight was about? <laughs> Something stupid. He did not fold the towels right. I never said a word to him about it. I went back to the linen closet. I took them <laughs> all out. I folded them quietly and I passed them aggressive. Back. That is passive aggressive. I didn't even know that. I was just like, okay, I'm going to refold these because I could not let them be like that. Yeah. And he came around the corner and I, he was like, what are you doing? Oh, he caught you. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. He caught me. <laughs> and he, I was like, I'm refolding the towels. He's like, what? I just folded those for you. And yeah. I was like, yeah, you didn't fold them right. And it was a thing. Yeah. I mean, I... May or may not have went to a therapy session for that. <laughs> I did. And it was like, definitely. <laughs> so Haley, who folds the towels right? And then I gave the answer. And who folds the towels wrong? And I gave the answer. Like, you know, obviously it was like a childhood thing, yeah. right? Who was the person in your childhood that did it right? That made that yeah. made you think that you have to do it that way? And who was the person who made you do like, that yeah. did it wrong? Now you're, you're crying like, over towels. I don't want to do that, right? <laughs> oh, it was definitely. It was like, yeah, we all, it's not a secret. And my mom knows. I got mommy issues. She knows. Mm -hmm. So, of course, I was, like, over here folding these towels. And, I, like I said, I went to therapy for it and everything. And we, we, I understand where it comes from. But in the moment, you're like, why are we fighting about towels? And he's like, why are you refolding them? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because it wasn't good enough for me. Yeah. Because it had to be perfect. And I was holding him to a standard that probably even if he folded them right – it was, it was, it was still not good enough for me. It's your, you needed to have that little bit of control over something so silly to make you feel like you had a grip on what and was And that's my weakness. Sometimes I hold people to a standard that is so high that I it's know. hard to reach. You know? <laughs> yeah, I But know. we are also, I've gotten to the point where like, there's some things that I just, I know where it's coming from and I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do it again. And then there's some things where I'm like, I'm not doing this. Yes. (laughs) Like, I won't do it. Like, again, use your time wisely, right? Like, I will do the Canva and these things all day. But, like, if you want to nitpick, like, the shade of the brown, nope, go ahead and do it. I'm that person. I will nitpick each thing. But you know what? I will tease you about it. But I also, and I've stood up to people for you about this in the aspect of, like, there's a reason she's successful. Because if you don't look at all those things, those are things somebody else is looking at. So maybe there's something subconsciously that these people don't like about what you're putting out. And if you are not hyper aware of those things, you wouldn't be good at your job. And you talk about like the subconscious and all of that. Like I'm very aware of things like that. Just simple things like when we do listings and things like that. Certain stuff that can't be in the picture that I know Mm -hmm. that when someone looks at it, they don't know why they don't like it. They just don't like it. Mm-hmm. And so you're right. I'm very detail oriented. Yeah. To a fault sometimes. I'm aware of it. Mm-hmm. When it comes to things, when it has to do with like my business and work and like making sure everything looks seamless, I'm unapologetic for it. Yeah. You either like it or you don't. 
and yeah. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And I know that's an awful thing to say, like say it like that. But like you said, I it's it works. Mm-hmm. So you've that's, done it your way. I've done it my you way. You came to me because you want it my way. So now listen to my way. <laughs> yes, and it may seem like stupid and stuff, but like you know, it's it's a brand. Mm-hmm. Your name's all over yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, and I do feel like one of the things that I always comically I see like on TikTok and Instagram and in movies and people are like oh be his piece are you his piece first off no (laughs) (laughs) I am not no (laughs) and the first person to tell you that will be me and then my husband (laughs) because listen he said something not too long ago that it did it's it stung a little bit hurt my feelings he was talking to another friend about like you know depression mental health finding the things that pull you out of those holes and one of his things is like puzzles so he has to do these puzzles and stuff And he's having this conversation in front of me. He's not hiding anything. He's saying what he feels. And I did subconsciously on some level know it. But to hear somebody say something out loud, you're kind of like, oh, that hurt. And he was like, you know, telling this person, he's like, you have to find the thing that gets you out of it. And like, if it's not your wife, like Lynn's not what gets me out of it for me, I'm going to do some puzzles. And I was like, I'm fucking puzzle. Right. (laughs) Excuse me? Mm -hmm. I was like, ouch, that hurt a little bit. But I mean, I get it. Like I, you're not going to be that piece for everybody. They're not going to be the piece for you. If I am feeling really vulnerable and being a certain way, he's maybe not who I want to be that way with. Like, and that's okay. There's also things that I absolutely, he's the only one I go to for stuff and vice versa. So recognizing like how you are for the people around you, what you bring to the table for the people around you and being okay if you're also not certain things to somebody. Like if, you know, you were my sister call and you're like, oh, I was talking to so-and-so, you know, I had this meltdown, I had this breakthrough, and I'm like, oh, I would have talked to you about that. Like, I might get my feelings hurt. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I'm kind of like, yeah, you know, I also don't like crying. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't care if you don't like crying. <laughs> I cry to you all the time, but... But, like, I wouldn't have I'm my feelings crier. hurt if you were like, oh, I know this makes you uncomfortable, so I have this person I go to. Like, right. obviously, I'd be like, oh, why don't I... You'd ever feel like that. But at the same point, I can respect the fact that you've recognized in me something. For sure. But, you know, be people's peace or don't. But be aware if you're not. And I mean, my husband has a good, okay? <laughs> He's got a good, but he also knows there are certain things. I am not that man's piece. I'm going to speak my mind. Mm-hmm. If you do stupid shit, it has stupid consequences. I'm going to call you out on it. Not for nothing. Flirting for us is being rude to each other. So he likes it. But. Yeah, the first time I ever <laughs> sat in on that, I was like, whoa, what's happening right now? I hate each other. <laughs> and they like started making out. Got really weird. <laughs> so... But yeah, I mean, getting out of your mind, learning how to pick out your weakness. I mean, write them down. These Mm -hmm. are my, this is what makes, this is weakness for me. What do you think my biggest weakness is? Mm. Let me see here. I don't, that's (laughs) rude to like point out that. Um, I think you take on too much. Oh yeah, I could absolutely agree with that. Yeah. I think you never say no. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm also very, I think like, people know that you never say no to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm very much like, like I mentioned earlier, like my friend was like, oh, I've worked in this Canva for a couple of days. I'm like, God, why? Like, stop it. Like, I can be more efficient to you. Mm-hmm. And if I see you doing something that I know could be great and you're not dropping the ball, but you're doing it in a way that you're robbing yourself, let me help you. Like, and I just, I want to see people succeed and I, I take on that thing for them. I get so excited and it's like, oh, I want, I, now I'm on this train with you and let's go. I want to see it succeed. And if I'm going to put a little sprinkle of my name on it, it's going to be fantastic. So I feel like I just, people know that. I don't think that I, at this point, have anybody in my life that takes advantage of that. I don't think so. I think that 
sometimes I wish you would just say like, no, or (laughs) I want to do that, but I have this going on. So Mm -hmm. you could trade something off for somebody. Like I always try to add, when I ask you for something and I know that you're busy and I need you to do something, I always try to feel like, is there something I can take off her plate since I'm Mm -hmm. asking her to do this? Yeah. You know, like, hey, I need this done, but send me that and I'll look at that. Yeah. You know, there's been times where, you know, um, you needed a listing changed up or something. And I was like, I can do that so much faster than Mm -hmm. you. So why don't you give me that? Yeah. And I'll fill this in if you could take care of this because I can't do this as fast as you can. Yeah. So, I mean, we have done that before and I feel like there's like a good trade off. And as long as you're not feeling like you're being taken advantage of Mm -hmm. and you want to take it on, by all means, take it on. But sometimes I've watched you with like multiple computers and a phone and like, it's like, what is happening? (laughs) Bite you in the it's ass the every scientist. once in a while when you it accidentally does. upload something <laughs> on the wrong Facebook page. It does. <laughs> but that goes back to Eric being my biggest fan because I tell you what, he calls me in 10 seconds. And he's like, nope. Take it down. <laughs> wrong one. Take it down. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> yes. But I feel like I think your biggest weakness is, yes, you could take like the perfectionist route of it, but also like you will get... I don't know if I'm, I don't think emotional is the word. Well, maybe. I think maybe you get emotionally invested in everything. Mm -hmm. Things that maybe don't deserve it, I guess. I'm I'm failing to say this correctly, but do you you pick up what I'm putting down? Like, you, like, you'll get emotionally invested in what a template looks like. Mm -hmm. I'm like, stop it. (laughs) And again, it loops back to it's why you're successful, right? There's that key part of it too, but there's certain things that, don't deserve the energy you give it. Correct. And I want, and I, I see you actively working on it and getting so much better with things, but I feel like I want you to keep working on it because that's where most of your stress comes from, I feel like. Well, and it's weird because I'm more like, don't overthink it, put it up, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. But then I see something, I'm like, oh, what is that? Take it down, yeah. you know? So maybe it's, it's navigating the line of what, what deserves overthinking and what doesn't. Right. Like today, I thought I was great about it. They were like, this is what we need for, you know, social media, da, 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 da. And I was Mm -hmm. just like, hey, maybe do this, this, and let it. I don't even know what's up. Yeah. You know, some, I, I have to let go of the reins Mm -hmm. on certain things. I know that. Yeah. And I get focused in on certain things when I have a little bit of free time sometimes. You know what I mean? I am not the type of person that when I have free time, I enjoy my free time. Mm -hmm. I add to it. Okay. I have free time now. So now let's put more on my plate. Well, it's weird to not be, right? Like we say that we, we run in the chaos. We thrive in the chaos. It's where we're comfortable. When you're suddenly not chaotic. It's you a, add you, to there's it. There's a void, right? There's just like, hey, my adrenaline's not doing anything. <laughs> well, and you're kind of like, I'm not busy right now. Yeah, you feel what a little bit guilty. What am I doing that I'm not busy? Yeah. I feel guilty that I'm enjoying a little bit mm-hmm. of downtime. This should not be happening. It's a very mm-hmm. weird feeling. It is something that I think that a lot of business people, a lot of entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. anybody who is just busy in life, that when you do get those moments to relax or you feel like this is really weird and mm-hmm. then you start adding to it, I'm, I really haven't figured out how to sit in it and enjoy it and be okay with it thin line to walk it is because you could lose your whole business if you Mm -hmm. take your gas pedal off yeah you rub somebody the wrong way and you're like i'm giving myself this this 24 hours in vegas i'm turning my phone on do not disturb (laughs) what happens if you turn your phone back on the next day and that person's like well i needed your information to do this house i didn't have it so oh well i did this deal over here like oh my god like Mm -hmm. and i always have that in the back of my mind like i cringe i cringe a little bit on certain things and i try but 
I've also gotten very good about like I have the notification on my phone for everything where it's like the preview, right? So it's like if it pops up Gmail, I don't have to go into Gmail and fall down the rabbit hole. Like I know, okay, it was an ad for like H&M or it's an agent or it's a person with a question that can wait. Like so I like that little trick for myself because I know with – instantly within a couple seconds if it's something worth my time and I I feel like you know when I see stuff like that too and I've been better about putting on the do not disturb and things like that and I have that same thing where you can see like the notifications and I try to like be better about I don't need to answer this right now Mm. but I also don't want to open it so don't forget about it yeah Yeah. um uh, but I also think I've been I tried so hard for so many years to make please everybody and make them happy and like respond and just be on top of it all the time. Now, if I see something that's super important that comes across, I don't have my computer with me. Mm -hmm. I don't really want to, I hate texting. I hate it. My talk to text is awful. It's real bad. It's so bad. And I actually (laughs) had another agent that was like, I now speak Haley. I'm like, you're like the fifth person that said that. That's how bad my talk to text is. You're all just like, we speak Haley now. Yeah. Um, I just pick up the phone and make mm-hmm. the quick call. Like, hey, seen you sent me over an email. I'm out and about. I figured it'd be a little bit easier for me to just discuss this with you. Yeah. And get it out of the way. I hate calling people, but I've also gotten to that point because it's just like, I don't have the time. I'm driving and do 18 other things. I don't have two hands to sit here and do this with you. Like, I'm just going to pick it up. It takes 10 seconds. You understand where I'm coming from. There's no misreading it. No misinterpreting my tone. None of those things. The misinterpreting a tone. Oh, my gosh. I feel like if you are texting somebody, like, doing a deal and you know whatever you're saying if I don't put lol or a smiley face or something after it like it can come off very rude Mm -hmm. it can be very blunt very forward if you I have to jump on a call I need those people to know that I will be a good person to work with yeah I you know especially the agent on the other side you know I need you to have communication I want to talk to you Mm -hmm. I want to know that you'll do a deal I once had an agent who I respect a lot but she would never answer the phone Mm mm-hmm only text message mm-hmm. and I kept calling like hey when you're ready like can you call me at a certain point like what what's your excuse that's just weird only would do text message and I was kind of like I really don't ever want to do business with you again mm-hmm. but in person like I like you we're yeah. friends like we, we I mean we're not friends we don't hang out or but anything, you know but like who they are I know who they are and I mean we've never actually ever hung out ever but like and she works with us and she's great and everything. Mm. And I just was like, I want to have that verbal communication with you. It's what's best for the client. It's what's best for us. Well, sometimes like, the explaining phone. something via text message, you can kind of go down this path. You're like, that doesn't really make sense. But if I can explain something to you, it's a little bit easier and it makes sense in a better way that and you're it's not, not confused. So blunt. And you know, if you want to do great in your job and especially what we do, pick up the phone, have a verbal conversation, mm-hmm. have some communication, get, get with somebody and create that relationship because in the world that we live in, we're probably going to do deals again yeah. with each other. I mean, I know I've done deals with people that I'm like, please don't ever let me do another deal with them again. One of my you favorite know? things that Carolina One does is when you're done the transaction and always ask you like, would you recommend this person mm-hmm. for this brokerage? Most of the time, unless you've done something that's insane, I'm like, yeah, because I had a great experience, no drawback for it, why not? There's been one person that, I mean, if I could have selected hell no, I would have said hell no, (laughs) because it was just like worst experience of my life. But I think you should look at that way at everything. Like when you buy something online, you're leaving a review, like your business, you're getting reviews, people are giving feedback, you're going to have these, whether they're saying it to you or not, it's out there, they're saying it to someone. 
-hmm. Like if someone's like, hey, you know, I, I need this plumber. What do you think? If I had an amazing experience with you, I'm going to be like, oh, this is my person. Which, yeah. been spoiled, by the way, with uh, Bell Plumbing. Fantastic. Yes. yes. But they actually just did some repairs for me on uh, one of my listings, and they were amazing, like, instantly out there. Yeah. I mean, just – and they're our friends, right? Mm-hmm. So, but the experience on the business side, yeah, I'm was not there so when good. you lay that relationship with that person. If they're coming back with the same feedback that I know to be true, mm-hmm. like that's that word of mouth that's doing it for you. But if I am like, you know, in my mind, I'm like, well, they're gonna be late. They're probably not gonna call you back. They're not gonna answer your text messages. Like, why am I in a room where they're not there to hear it? Gonna put you on right. if I think the experience is bad. I'm not gonna well, do and- that. To that point, too, for Vince uh, with Val Plumbing, he's put a team around him. Mm-hmm. An amazing team. His wife is part of his team. Yeah. She's huge for his business. Mm-hmm. He says it all the time. Yeah. You know, he put a good team. And they actually use Rich, too, mm-hmm. <laughs> for their CPA. But, you know, they – he figured out what his weakness was and what his strength was. His mm-hmm. strength was being in the field, working on the jobs – being really great, being a master at what he does. Mm -hmm. And his wife found her strength and building the business behind the scenes and making sure that the, that that she was opening doors for him. And then he is solidifying it by like the customer experience. The customer loves him. They, they're prompt. They're on time. They come back and fix anything. Mm -hmm. Like they're just, they're great. So they, they built a good team around them. Yeah. And, identifying your weaknesses, putting a good team around you, writing them down, finding out, I mean, what you might think is a weakness could be a strength for other people. Yeah. So I wouldn't count out every single weakness. Mm -hmm. I just think that you need to identify them and either be like, I'm okay with it. Be aware. Be aware aware of of it. Because I'm aware of my weakness sometimes, but sometimes I like it and it makes me stronger. Sometimes I need to tap into that hidden talent. That's the little mouse tool for later is what that is. (laughs) At the same time, like, it could be as simple as like, I know if I drink alcohol, things go this way. If a person isn't great with alcohol, they're not going to put themselves in a position where they're going to like an open bar, right? Like right. make conscious decisions for it. But at the same time, like if I know that, you know, me packing this bag to make sure that I don't have to leave time to stop back home before I go somewhere is how I succeed. And it just maybe rides around in my trunk for a month, but there's one day I need it. I was ready and it worked out. So I feel like, being aware, being available and open to the fact that sometimes you need to tap into those things. That's how you succeed because you can't ignore it. You can't pretend they're not there. And when certain people call you out on stuff, like my husband calling me out on like, I'm not the thing that pulls him out of those things. I'm now consciously aware of like, let me move in a way that makes him feel better about that. Like I don't ever want him to say like, I'm not the reason for something or I am the reason for something like so you move consciously, and if someone points something out to you, like if I told you one of your falls today was something you've never realized about yourself, you're probably subconsciously going to go home and be like, hmm, I didn't know that I did that. Let me work on that, like whatever it may be. And it's going to sting. Yeah. It's going to sting. How it's, you um, process that and what you do with that speaks mm-hmm. volumes to who you are as a human. Yeah. Now, and who it's coming from is huge. Mm-hmm. What you might say to me and what my husband might say to me it might come off differently, right? Yeah. I might take it really good from you and not take it so great from him. Yeah. Or vice versa. Mm-hmm. And depending on who it also comes from, like, I may not care what you think. Yeah. And I, I've learned a lot with age and a lot recently that if you wouldn't go to a person for advice, don't accept their criticism. Yeah. And I don't say that in a way of, like, who cares what you think, but, like, if it's something that cuts you deep and you're kind of like, ow, like, also, why do you care? 
if that person <laughs> is not somebody that you value their opinion, why are you valuing their feedback on something that's viewed you as a weakness? Who gives for them? us re- gives me really good feedback when I'm like chip first of all yeah our broker so Mm -hmm. he's amazing he always gives me really good feedback he never makes it feel like it stings he don't ever hurt my feelings Mm -hmm. but he delivers it in a way that like makes me see the other side or makes me understand it a little bit better he is very good about like well you not everybody's gonna work like you do Haley Mm -hmm. and that's okay He's very much like, he's very much like, please don't take the gas pedal off. But when I was in Vegas and I called him and I was working from the pool, some stuff was going down. I was like, nope, this had to take precedence. I I need to work on it. Yeah, I had to put it out. And he was very much like, it's out of your control. Mm -hmm. Can you please shut it off? Go enjoy your vacation because you do work a lot. Sometimes someone pointing that out to you is what you need. Is the burnout effect. Oh, absolutely. He's very aware of the amount of time that I work. He knows that I'm in this building stage. He knows I'm obsessed with my job, Mm -hmm. right? So he is very aware of, please don't take on so much from, you know, your team and help them build and then you not build your business Mm -hmm. or get burned out. Yeah. Don't get burned out because you're going to wake up one day, three years down the road and you're going to be like, I hate what I do if you burn out. Yeah. Um, I, I feel know. like I'm super obsessed with what I do. You just said that, and that really was like that is that is I think my self awareness weakness is that I know that I will say yes and I will burn the midnight oil and give up sleep and give up eating right and you know give up time with my kids and do these things until I hit a goddamn wall mm-hmm. and then I will disappear for like 24 hours. You just and need just to just like, shut it off. I if I like breaking point like I recently started working out and I'm doing it three days a week with a trainer. I need it for myself. That mm-hmm. one hour has been great for me. But leading up into that one hour, leading up the day before, mm-hmm. I had I had these thoughts in my mind that I could be doing something else in that hour mm-hmm. that I feel like I'm wasting because I'm giving myself that one hour. Yeah. And it's hard. I do put my phone on do not disturb for that one hour. And mm-hmm. girl, when I turn it off and I come back out to my car, I'm like, yeah just happened in an hour I I usually like sit in my car respond as much as I can before I put it in drive but I have felt guilt over that Mm -hmm. those are weaknesses for me those are things that I know that I'm like trying to work on I shouldn't feel bad about giving myself an hour yeah like not for nothing if you listen to this and you use somebody for something that they do. Real estate agent is what I'm going to be. I'm going to say, if you use a real estate agent and you haven't respected or valued their time, please, I urge you to think about their mental health Mm -hmm. because I can't think of too many jobs where you never get to shut off Mm -hmm. ever. Yeah. Yes. It can be rewarding. 24 seven. It can be rewarding. It can also be extremely stressful if you aren't, if you don't have those clients who are amazing, I have amazing clients. I have clients that tell me, Haley, why are you answering me right yeah. now? I just told you not to answer me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I get that. Just real quick. Just real quick <laughs> because I don't want to I don't want to leave you on the back burner and that's yeah. not who I am. I get that. But I see a lot of agents. I haven't ran into it yet, but I see a lot of agents that are burnt out by their clients because of how they've been treated. Well, it's a lot of things. Like, look at teachers in this country right now. They're burnt out because of their workloads are increasing and their pay is not. 
these kids that are coming off of years of homeschool and in a time where kids get whatever they want and they have all this access for things at their fingertips like you've never had before in the history of ever and these people are just burnt out and you could say it for anything you could say it for lawyers you could say it for realtors you can say it for teachers anything my sister-in-law was a teacher and she was um she graduated from purdue with a master's degree in social studies and um I'm trying to think of the other one. I don't know. She has a, a lot of a lot of things underneath her belt for teaching. And she was basically like, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. She The workload that she was bringing home at night mm-hmm. was unreal. And then the parents that she was dealing with was unreal. Yeah. And then even to say that she was like, yeah, I get summers off, but I spend my entire summer like But you prepping. don't though, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what people think about real estate. Like, oh, it must be nice to make your own hours. You yeah, said, right. <laughs> what hours? Because I did not make these hours I'm working. <laughs> I mean, every time I run into it, we talked about this, every time I run into an agent, I call and they're like, if you're reaching me between the hours of this and this, I am busy having fun with my family and eating dinner. Cut it out. Knock it off. <laughs> that... <laughs> Like knock it off, like or yeah. they send you a a file mm-hmm. of like how they want the offer to be presented. Please address it like this. Mm-hmm. Do it like this. Please send it to this email. If it's I do not look at offers on Saturdays and Sundays. So make sure that when you do it on a Saturday and Sunday, you do a follow up email on Monday. What? The hell I will. The disservice you are doing for your client yeah. is unreal. You and it's got fine to be kidding to have me. Those right, those are inside thoughts, right? I'm gonna limit the things that I take on on Saturday and Sunday because maybe your kids are young and you're running sports and doing this stuff. But you have to. You, what do you mean you're not gonna look at an offer? <laughs> you have to be like, I mean, you're in real estate for God's sake. You're supposed to work on the weekends. That's like. You know, when my husband worked for the railroad, he worked really bad hours, made a lot of money. He worked in the cold. Third third shift, his weekends were Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Those were, were the things that he had to do mm-hmm. in order to make the kind of money that he wanted to make when he worked for the railroad. Long story short, he ended up quitting that job 10 years later because of like, I cannot, I can no longer live this life like this. It's fine to have those seasons. Like we've talked about many times, we're in this season right now of building our business. So Mm -hmm. I'm willing to give up certain things. I'm willing to overwork myself. I'm willing to be up late and do those things and make sacrifices here and make moves that way. But you cannot maintain that. That can't be how I run my business for the next 25 years. I'm working to get to a point that I don't have to stay on that level. And finding I don't know that I'll be aware of when that time comes but it's gonna come right I mean you're gonna work that hard so you have people around you or under you or next to you whatever it is that you don't have to make those sacrifices you can't maintain that for a lifetime that's that's not the goal the goal is to hustle to get to a point that you don't have to be comfortable in chaos and our entire goal around this podcast was really to help people channel things in a way that like each week we talk about something some of it's going to be fun and mm-hmm. some of it is going to be bring value. So like this week talking about this was really about pinpointing those weaknesses, learning how to channel them in the right direction and pointing them out, accepting them and moving forward. You have to be okay with them and you mm-hmm. have to acknowledge them, but know that they're there. Yeah. Be aware and then once you're aware, decide this is a weakness that I want to feed into so it becomes a strength and I can harness it to use it how I want to or this is a weakness that does me a disservice and it's got to go and I'm going to teach myself how to get rid of it.
And that's a wrap. If you like what you heard, make sure to like, follow, and subscribe. And as always, you can listen on Apple, Spotify, and more. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube for video podcast. We'll see you next week.